0: Hi everyone, welcome to Google Podcast. I am your host, Rob Watson, and got a great guest lined up today. His name is Steve Carter, who offers uh, powerful, insightful guidance and healing through his shamanic practicing and work. Um, Before we get into the episode, though, I just want to say a little shout-out to Positive News Magazine, who I'm supporting with this episode and most episodes that I do. One of the few people now out there that are doing good journalism about good things. um, We really could do with a healthy dose of good news when... You don't really get that deal when you turn on the news or the TV or the radio, unfortunately, with the world that we're living in. So any opportunity that we can find out about empowering things as well, important things, then yeah, check out Positive News New magazine. And for my listeners, you can receive a 20% discount off a subscription. All you need to do is put in the words Do Good 20. All one word into checkout and you'll receive an exclusive 20% off a subscription for the year. Also, if you want to help support me on this podcast, you can do by checking out my Patreon page. You know, for as little as a price of a cup of coffee each month, you can support me, my work and what I'm doing to speak with these amazing people who are doing amazing work, doing plenty of good around the world with it. Um, so yeah you can check that out also you know if you enjoy this episode please share it with a friend if you want to leave me a review on apple that would be amazing you can also subscribe to my newsletter uh, so you never miss out on an episode um, or you can subscribe on any of the usual channels whether it's apple podcasts youtube and the like moving into today's episode is with steve carter like i said he offers powerful insightful guidance and healing one thing that struck me on his site was this quote which was basically says However good life can be, your inner blocks suppress your natural sense of joy and exuberance and as they are unconscious, you are mostly unaware of them. Guidance is sought to help dissolve these blocks along with divinely guided healing interventions. So through his work, through doing soul readings, shamanic therapies, where he does a soul retrieval, as well as doing Tai Chi, he's really offering amazing service to the world and I fully enjoyed this conversation. I felt like I could have um, hung about with Steve all day and to be honest you know it's one of those times when you have conversations with people that when you first see someone or speak to them you get that connection you know like kind of a soul connection and you kind of you have this remembering and you kind of light each other up and I felt like that was the connection that we got with Steve and um, yeah, I felt like I've known him a lifetime or many lifetimes for that matter and it was nice to reconnect in this one and hopefully there'll be many more times but yeah I love this conversation so anyway Without further ado, let's get going. Firstly, Steve, I really appreciate you taking the time. It's really nice to come to your space and to talk to you uh, today. I'm um, really interested in this. We've been connected through a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. So for those that um, won't be aware of you, it'd be really just to get a bit of
1: a sense of what it is that you
0: do, mm-hmm. um, how you came about it. Just, you know, yeah. it'd be nice to
1: hear that. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, the, the best label because uh, it's difficult to find the right label i can use is um i'm a shamanic practitioner um so um so i work with shamanism largely or or practice shamanism um and uh that doesn't mean i'm a shaman because a shaman is chosen by the tribe so really i'd be really cautious about using that label but my um my work with clients is to help um help them find emotional freedom and for them to find their what I might describe as their highest unfoldment um, and so I help to facilitate some of that process with them um, or help them to facilitate it really uh, so I do um, or facilitate shamanic soul readings so I, I uh, they're intuitive sessions where I work with uh, the client and guide them on uh, life challenges, life purpose, uh, relationships, um, anything they obviously particularly want to come with because they usually do, um, and so I bring, I connect with the higher energies and bring, bring guidance through for, for, um, for the client, whatever their soul forces want to be revealed at this time. I can't see into them, thank God for both of us. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. I just get what, what what is right for them and then I help them to um, bring that through because awareness is like 90% of the healing and then I usually do a healing intervention as well within the session um, and that that often includes me journeying with the drum and that means I go to other realms and travel to other realms and again, it's a very similar process and it's just like I share what I'm seeing and experiencing and we bring that healing energy through. Um, and in terms of how I, I got into this. I also teach Tai Chi, um, and I, I I've been on a journey the last I guess 15 years of of uh, self exploration and uh, opening to spiritual practice and deepening into myself really. Uh, so very much I'm I'm very much on the path myself of of transformation and and healing I suppose, um, with a view to. Um, uh, making a difference in the world and being the the best example I can be. Uh and so that started, as I say, about fifteen years ago. I used to teach at something called NLP, um, which is neuro linguistic programming, which is a great starter, it um had its limitations and, and um it was a perfect signpost really or stepping stone. And then I've and then I ventured more into the energetic side and I started to look at shamanism and Tai Chi and meditation and um, it, uh, yeah, I I love what I do.
0: Yeah, it sounds yeah. like it. In terms of the in terms of the shamanic work, did you so the the transition from NLP? Do you have to do some training in that? What was the? How did that come about? And
1: yeah, so I met an amazing teacher um, in about uh, two thousand and eight or nine, and um, I had a soul reading with her. Funnily enough, my first ever, and it was a it was it was so revealing uh, a, little, a couple of lightning bolts in there stuff she couldn't know and that really helped me because there were things that I didn't want to share with 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 people at the time I would now but it, I didn't want to at the time and then uh, it, it was something I really needed to expose you know it's just just a, just I wanted a daughter not a son it was as simple as that because um, I didn't feel like I'd be able to father a boy at the time, because of some of my insecurities from my past, and um, and uh, she knew that, and it was just amazing. And then she reassured me because because I we were um, by that time I'd had a son, she knew it, so and I hadn't told her, and it was just an amazing experience. And she helped me to see that. Um, she helped me to see what's since unfolded that we have an amazing relationship and he's a really well-balanced boy now he's, he's now 15 and um we have an, an incredible connection and i um like any parent trying my best and i'm really happy with the parent i am to both my son and my daughter and that was a m- massive experience and julie then ran uh, courses in tai chi and shamanism retreats workshops and i started to uh, I just, I stayed with her for um, all her trainings, I stayed with her for about, trained with her for about seven years, and uh, that including the, included the shamanism, which I, I guess I was drawn to the most, and uh, yeah, that's become uh, my path, very much so.
0: It must feel really nice to, to do something like what you do, and it is, not only is it often these things i feel like um often these things can start as a passion as a hobby Mm. but it's really nice to be able to get to move into position where you think well actually this is what my career is and to think that you can do that with your life and it can help to sustain you and give you abundance it's really rewarding because growing up i imagine you know in your teens if you ever go to the, the school, you know, we used to see those um, career counselors or whatever, and be telling us what we're going to do. You wouldn't imagine someone have said, "Are oh, you going to be a shamanic practitioner? Yeah, you're going to do soul readings?"
1: Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> uh, no, no one ever said that. It's got to be said. And of course, uh, you know, I, I went through a, a, a quite a long period as a younger man, uh, completely closed to, and that's why the soul reading was such a. Although I was opening by that point, it was such a such a powerful experience. Um, and um yeah it, it it's it's beautiful work because in my heart as with many that do this this kind of work is is, is helping others it's ma- making a difference so to be able to facilitate that because that's all i do really it's it, the energies come through the guidance comes through obviously my energy's in it but it, it is about allowing something to to unfold and to, to do that for others and for myself to with the self-practice is just it's amazing it really is
0: so you had some light bulb moments speaking with with this lady and mm. salmon did did you feel any of that things before it did you think you wanted you know was it were you frustrated with what you were doing was it you wanted yeah. to change direction but you yeah, didn't exactly. kind of know yeah what was going to happen
1: I was starting to wake up that's a good question um, Robert I was starting to wake up to the truth that some of what I was teaching was the NLP had some it was open to manipulation and I was waking up really to that and also I was starting to become aware of how that was being used in the world as well and there's, there is some amazing aspects to that that content shall we call it and, and um, I've still used a couple of the techniques with clients over the years and myself uh, but it, it was I, yeah I was already I was feeling an urge that there was more I'd lost my parents and both parents passed away within 12 weeks of each other so it's a major kind of Shock to the system, um, and that showed that was the greatest gift they ever gave me. Really, because it was that that really made me start to question. There must be more to life, and um, so uh, as the uh, the NLP was very successful around my own business, and then in time, it started to um, it started to sit heavier with me, and ultimately, I, I I dropped it in the end, and then and I'd already started the. The training and the teachings and the practice, and I suppose the, the the most shall I tell you about a bit of a life experience which got me to change yeah, directions. Stay. So around that time, I just started learning Tai Chi and practicing that and and some of the other stuff. And uh, I was running in the park, um, and um, I started to get really, really itchy hands, like frustratingly itchy, and you know? like it was. I couldn't understand how, why, and then I, I read recently that if you're not hydrated, then salt can rise to the surface of the skin, make make you itch. I thought it's that, even though it was quite, um, it's almost excruciating. I carried on running, and then as I, as I carried on round the run, I swallowed and my throat was sore, and I thought oh, I'm coming down with something, and then I was thinking, no, healthy body, healthy mind, you know, um, <laughs> at the time, positive thinking and all that. Um, and and um, anyway, uh, finally, I stopped running. I thought, "Wait, enough enough today." And I was feeling my throat was sore. And then, when I stopped running, I could see in my vision. I could see the, um, the the outline of my eye, which was clearly swollen. And at that point, I had I looked at my hands, and and felt my throat and my eyes, and said, "Am I having an allergic reaction?" I said it out loud. And um, I heard a voice w- which. Um, said you're going to need to go to hospital I was in the middle of a field in the park I almost wanted to look round even though I knew there was no one there but it was that audible, I've never ever had it that audible since, albeit I do hear messages of course it it was so so loud and I, I, I questioned am I going to be okay and the voice said oh yes but you, you need to go to hospital so I started to walk back to the car where had used to drive to the park to run and back I even put the... On the way home, I started to question, oh, do I just need to go to the chemist, get some antihistamines? I don't want to be a fuss. Uh, so I went into denial. I'd obviously gone into shock. And bizarrely, I actually put the car in the garage, went up to my apartment, and um, I was faffing about and the, getting you know, a book and a charge for my phone and things. And the case I was you know sat in the waiting area for hours, no, to- totally in shock and, and no... Um, Awareness of the danger I was in. And then, so in that faffing, I heard the voice again, it said, Steve, you need to go to hospital. So this time, I used my name, and it was a male sounding voice. And I was like, okay, I'm going to trust this. I'd obviously gone into denial or doubt or whatever. And I faffed about it a bit more, and then it said, really sternly, Steve, you need to go to hospital, you need to go now. And I was grabbed the bag I'd made, you know, I put together out the door. And I uh, another part of the miracle of this is I lived across from a community, you know, walking centre, so not not far. so I'm walking across the car park, I kept saying it, at, at, you know, out loud. Oh my God, my throat is closing. That was the phrase, and uh, every time I said it, my voice changed, and you know, with each step, it was closing more and more. And obviously, what I soon learned was I had gone into anaphylactic shock, and so I walked in. It's only a chemist; it's not an A and E. Two white coats with their backs to me. I went to speak, and I couldn't make a sound. And in the shock, I didn't even think to tap on the counter. I just froze. Something made one of them turn round, and it was pandemonium. And there's white coats everywhere. They got an EpiPen, and uh, it saved my life ultimately. And, um, and it, in the, in the, I had to wait. There was a big strike on that day, and I had to wait an hour and a half for the for the ambulance to show. And um, the paramedic. Obviously, I was on oxygen, the EpiPen had relaxed my throat, panic, panic stations were over. Um, and, um, yeah, it was funny because when, when they were they were all panicking, there was just such an urgency. And I'm sat there with this oxygen mask on before I had the EpiPen. And they were shouting, we need an EpiPen. You know, it was re- real urgency. They were amazing. they were real. Uh, I was aware of their energy. And I just sat just still. And uh, at one point, she uh, she reading the instructions. This um, nurse, and she she suddenly shouted, "I need another one! I have stabbed myself with it!" You know, there was pandemonium, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked up at her, and I'm like, "It's fine. It's okay." Um, and then the, in the in the ambulance on the way to a uh, to stay, I ended up staying over for a night. Um, I asked the, um, the paramedic, "How come you're not striking?" And he said, "Well, we've got a duty of care, and some of us are torn." And he said, "Let's face it, Steve. If you didn't live next door to a hospital, you'd have died today." Um, and then when I thought about that, of course, I went back to the being in the park. I might have wandered off. I might have, and of course, thankfully, I kept hearing the voice. But it was it was quite amazing to know that you know that uh, as I sat in the in the kind of um, uh, the admission aspect of Amy' I'm sat on a bed, I'm now in a gown, and there was a, a nurse with her back to me, just a trolley, and I just thought about the voice, and I just said out loud, thank you, and the, and the nurse turned around and went, you're welcome, love. I think that's quite quite funny, really, when I look back, but very powerful experience.
0: That's a, it is an amazing story, hearing that, and that voice... What have you become? Come aware of since that time. That what? Do, what is that? Who was that voice? Uh,
1: my higher self. I feel it was um, uh, um the the higher energies and my higher self uh, working in a way that would work for me, that would get my attention. And um, I, I do I do receive guidance, of course. Um, it's not. I don't always hear it. Sometimes I feel it when I'm with clients. But I've never heard it that that strongly. I've heard it close here and there, but never. I've never needed a warning like that since. You know, they had to get your attention. Oh yeah, and again, I was. I was. If I heard it now, I'd trust it implicitly. But at the time, it was like, "Am I just going a bit mad here?" You know.
0: Yeah. It, it's it's almost got like some like reminiscence of like a like a near death experience almost because yeah. that would have been your time.
1: Yeah. Exactly. To check out really absolutely if one,
0: for that voice. Yeah. Um, would you say that was like I often think about in life? Like we've got um, like lots of different crossroads at certain mm. points, mm. and you know we can go off in these different directions. And that do you think that was a real like completely pivot point yeah. moment
1: for you? Yeah, and I'm so I can't I can't begin to tell you the gratitude I have around it because not only did it uh, was my life saved ultimately, and I was able to easily make the choice to stay here because again I could have ignored the advice, I suppose. Um, but also, yeah, it it set me on such a such a path, Rob. It was like, I mean, how could I deny that spirit was real? You know, and was you know, how, how could I how could I do that? That we we have loving guidance around us, we all do. And uh, it, it's if we could just awaken to that. And and again, ultimately, it's our it's our deeper self, our higher self mm-hmm. that that is guiding us. And um, there's such an opportunity there for our lives to transform our life experience to transform
0: yeah it's amazing um and we spoke briefly before we started and we talk about like people who've listened to this podcast now have become a father and you know, mm-hmm. father of two children yourself mm-hmm. and we're talking about the kids now that are coming through have maybe not have got as much karma or baggage yeah. somewhat and it almost it feels like from my own experiences maybe something to use like I had to experience a lot of darkness, or when I say darkness, more um, duality, mm. and experimenting a lot with, like, drugs, I went down some dark paths, um, and that might still happen for the, the ones coming through, but I wonder whether um, it's like, it feels in some ways different, there's a different
1: energy around them. Yeah, me too, by the way, I also went down the, the path with drugs and what have you, anything to escape the insecurities I was I was harboring and um, so yeah a lot of darkness or, or like you say the, the the experience of duality a lot of healing since and yeah really really powerful souls coming through um, at this time it's to me it's it gives me great hope um, there's a, a real sense that the, the you're right that in a lot of cases they have less baggage less um, less um karma to clear perhaps and yet at the same time they're, they're in the worldly game so they've got to play it so of course some of them might also choose to go down some paths that that um, will teach them something before they come onto the uh, a different path the right path for them if that makes sense uh, and yet I do I do get a real sense that and and no really you can tell you can tell in the children coming through there's some really powerful, Souls coming through, and a teaching I once got from the Julie, the teacher I mentioned, was that people in our generation have um, a choice as to whether they want to replicate the, the ancestral conditioning, as in whether they want to be a product of their mum and dad and just carry on that chain. Mm. Um, we have a choice as to whether we want to do that or whether we want to break free from that. Not, you know, obviously there's lots of loveliness about um you know our parenthood hopefully hopefully there's there's some there um and yet we do have that choice to find ourselves really and our parents had in the previous generations had less or no choice they were a product of their of their ancestral lineage and their products of their parents first and foremost and the next generations coming through now have total freedom to be, and I'm seeing that, I see that in my children I see it in other kids and friends' kids, I see them um, they're, they're here to really um, uh, really set the roots for a, a new world
0: yeah. yeah, I keep thinking as you're saying that and that really resonates with me about like completely the the family tree changing, you know mm-hmm. it's like it's almost as if a new tree is mm-hmm. being planted rather than that old one that goes past, of course you can take but I think about cutting the ties really, maybe it's cutting the branches or the roots and then yeah. it's like no, you know, because I often heard someone talk about well, this, it's almost like um we're trying well we are creating a new earth. It looks mm. like if you switch on the news that everything's in pandemonium mm. and, you know, COVID the past sixteen months and before that Brexit, Trump, you know, all sorts, financial crises. Yeah. Um, it can appear, if you're just on the surface, that you know we're going down some dark paths with mm-hmm. the environment and stuff. My feeling is that what I've kind of the information I've received and resonates with me is that we have to clear all this. You know, we have to say, you know, we have to face it. It has to come up to the surface, and the light has to be shined on the darkness mm-hmm. for us to transform it. Otherwise, it's an element of feeling like. Um, you're just putting it under the carpet. You know, putting the blinkers on. Mm. You know, I think you mentioned it a little bit before when you were telling us that story about you know just um, about almost like positive mindsets, stay positive. And I think there can be an element of that where we can do that. And it becomes a bit like a bit of fake positivity, doesn't it? It's yeah, like absolutely. You know, it's you're not recognising the other side, mm. and that means. And for me, what's going on now is like, yeah, what's going on in the external world, but we have to transform what we're doing and i wonder whether as we're transforming all this stuff's coming out of us that's why it looks
1: like it's on the external completely yeah i think it's really beautifully put i I feel like um we're, we're all connected to mass consciousness and mass consciousness is fed by each of us so obviously in mass consciousness there's a lot of fear there's a lot of um uh, difficulty there are a lot of uh, paradigms and, and beliefs about the world and what it is and just how it is and what have you um, and so every time every time you've, you've said it perfectly and that we're, we're conditioned to and particularly in the modern world to look for the positive and I uh, think positive thoughts and ultimately it's a distraction on its own that's, that's all it is because it's a distraction from the disturbance that and therefore, the reality of what might be occurring underneath, and the importance, uh, the to for each of us to turn and face that, to turn and face that which we've been encouraged since being a small child. You know, don't cry. You know, parents would distract. Or a lot of parents would distract the child from crying, make them laugh. You know, we're early age taught to suppress such an early age, and then of course conditioning comes in, peers come in. Suddenly, it's like it's maybe not safe or it's not cool to show my vulnerability. So all of that um, is is and the way society is as well. It kind of conditions conditions us in that way. And so the importance uh, to to the opportunity to turn within and face some of that that uh, difficulty, which which has we've been harbouring because we swallowed it down all those years ago and we've been doing ever since, is immensely freeing. And the more we do that, the more we vibrate at a different level. We radiate a different energy. Obviously, we feel greater bouts of peace and and more frequent bouts of peace over time. And we really start to flow with life, because life will always bring challenges. They're part of life, as we know. Um, any any belief that it should that it's otherwise is just a recipe for suffering, really, because the challenges come and go. And yet, the more we drop it, drop through that. The disturbance inside that we've been harbouring, we start to allow um, life to come and go as it, you know, we start to flow with it more. And that's when the challenges don't touch us quite like they used to, and we happen to move through them easier or quicker. And even if we don't, we're okay with that until it's knowing that it will come to an end, you know, it's that kind of awareness, I suppose. And every time we do this, Rob, for me, we're, we're then influencing mass consciousness with some very powerful energy and they say that the light is, is way more powerful. Well, they say darkness is just the absence of light. You, know, you take a candle into a room, the dark room they say. It's an old spiritual teaching, but the light disappears. That's oh, right, the the dark disappears. Yeah,
0: it, it's so true. And something that's helped me is the feeling that how like positive energy is far more integrative mm. than say negative light or negative energy. Mm-hmm. Um so it doesn't take as many People talk about, you know, old souls coming into the planet or, you know, um, what did they call them? Um, star, um, I should know. Star seeds. Star seeds, yeah, yeah. Star seeds and indigo kids. and that. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't take as many of them. It can be like a very few percentage of them. Yeah. But if they're kind of radiating that, then that will help to transform yeah. the old. And maybe it's an element of some of the old that they, you know, as they move on and pass away, that, helps to clear that as mm, well mm. as well but it's really amazing having this conversation because i often feel at times um um like we're having a street party tomorrow um with all mm. our neighbors more, right. like, you know um it's really nice coming together but I, i'm not sure i can um i'll be talking about much of this stuff i do to next <laughs> yeah. day. um um and maybe that's ego. Maybe I think often, sometimes, as you can be like that, and actually, you can really surprise yourself. Actually, if you do say something, yeah, because you haven't got, haven't got it. You haven't got a clue what someone else is doing in their own the house or what they're doing. No, I no no. So,
1: and and the, and again, the, the the other thing that gives me great hope, Rob, is the ripple effect of this. I mean, as, as we were talking about when we've chatted previously, the, the, you know, the amount of people that are, are waking up to. Wanting to live differently, live in a different way, uh, is is amazing. You know, I, I see evidence of it all all around. I used to go on a lot of retreats. You know, and and the amount of men that are now on retreats we were we were chatting before, is incredible. I mean, it's 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 at times it's 50-50, So and I've never known that. And you know, and that's in a short that's within ten years. It seems to me in my experience anyway. But yeah, it's 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 uh, it's it's incredible time and also i feel like we we should also give our our generation some credit because there's a lot of us our generation that have come through and are, are you know really making a difference by again turning within and and wanting to live differently and and relate to others and ourselves differently and that's been very much about planting the seeds for the next generation to come in and, and really really see that change mm. whether we'll see it in our lifetime is, is questionable and yet I feel that I feel that they will the, the opportunity is definitely there
0: Yeah, I, that's something that feels for me I remember hearing someone saying about you know if you're going to kind of plant a tree or plant a forest you might not be around to see it in all its glory but that shouldn't stop you from actually planting that mm-hmm. and, and seeing on the way and i'd like to think that uh, as i go through my life i want to take actions that i may not see in fruition but i know i am for my daughter's children's children or however it may be um leave it in a better place one thing i just wanted to mention though is about as you said about honoring past generations as well, the ones that might have had it more challenging, or mm-hmm. as you said about, they haven't had the opportunity that we have. Like for instance, look at the internet and what that's done the past 20 years, yeah. how that is just, okay, it's got its challenges with social media, but it's, some most of the, a lot of the information that I have kind of received and helped me on my path has basically come through the internet. Mm-hmm. I've been then connected with people, mm-hmm. but a lot of the, you know, whether it's a podcast or it's a website, whatever, a book that I would find or hear about has came through this thing. So the older generations didn't really had it. They just have a wireless radio or TV, couple of channels, a bookstore, some of that could be quite limited. Um but yeah, I think it's honouring them. Like I think about my own um like family line, a bit like my dad's dad was one well, my both my granddad's were in the Second World War. But one of them wow. one of them actually got captured and was in a concentration camp for three years all our fam- the family thought he was dead because he'd been missing in action would have got the letter, missing in action three years later he pops up he was in a concentration camp on the edge of in the border of Austrian and Czechos- Czech Republic well, we. uh, or it would have been Czechoslovakia back then I'm not sure and you think what they must have gone through mm. the experience and my father was born very short time after that So it's not like the way it would have been now. You can't even fathom experiencing that now. Maybe Mm -hmm. there's some real issues going on in the Middle East people experiencing a lot of war-torn situations. You look what's happening in Palestine and Israel and Syria and Iraq. Mm -hmm. There seems to be a lot of things that are getting healed or a lot of trauma there. But the thought of thinking what happened in them world wars, and there wasn't the um, you know, the thought of seeing a counsellor, you know, someone coming back after the war in 1945. Oh, we're going to, didn't even know what, the term PTSD wasn't even no, invented then. No. Um, so,
1: yeah, it's... Um, it's it's uh, phenomenal, really, when you think of the suffering that, that has gone on and some of the challenges that we don't have to face. And absolutely, you know, it's to be, I agree, it's to be aware that those challenges are still going on in parts of the world, plus there are people who, who are dying from starvation you know there's there's uh, we've got a way to go um, for the for the new earth to, to truly bed in because uh, you know I, I still yeah it can leave me speechless how we can allow that when we're throwing food away and you know in, in other parts of the world there's, there's very little resource so so there's there's, a, there's all those sides to it and for me uh, as, thanks for sharing it's such a powerful story and, and I feel like and what I tend to work with clients on more than anything is ancestral patterns, ancestral wounds. So that the beautiful thing is, even if um, first of all, I think it's important to recognise that uh, our parents uh, had a had a certain style of parenting and difficulty. It will have been laced with challenges for sure. Particularly, as you know, that both my parents um, were born around the the time of the Second World War. So they were in a very difficult place and, and um, their parents got very probably more difficult parenting because of course as we go back in time th- things have greatly eased since so the more you go back um, it's, uh, people have had some very very difficult experiences and, um, and it, so that, that to me um, although I had very loving parents it wasn't perfect and yet I, I know that there's nothing to forgive if that makes sense and then also, every time I work on myself, particularly for something I feel is ancestral or family related, maybe it feels like it came from my dad or it's there's an aspect to my dad in it or my mom. Every time I heal that, that healing ripples back so and that it ripples back if you if you think of you know stood behind you now are your parents, there's two people behind you, the grandparents, there's another four. Their their parents another eight and, and obviously it just keeps doubling and and you see this triangle going backwards of this crowd behind you before you know it you're in you're in thousands and thousands of, of ancestors and and some of the ancestral wounds the teachings say and I feel this because I, I get it with clients go back to ancient times or go back you know you know generations and generations sometimes thousands of years so the 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 healing, the freeing that's being done for for um, you know all the souls involved is, is immense, and, and that's where the coming back to your question about the things changing in on the earth, it's because that that ancestral energy is it, it's expressed here. It has to be through problems and pain. So the more the more that's freed, the more the the world can truly truly change.
0: So then you're of the mindset that. Um, you're optimistic that we're going to go down the right path. It's going to yeah. be laced with challenges, and yeah. it's going to be uncomfortable. It's yeah. not just going to be a utopia um, yeah. overnight. Like you only have to look. Say, for instance, yeah. I say, you know, look at <laughs> look at the you know the British government, for instance, and and the people that you know are supposed to can be considered to be our leaders. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I I look at that and think do you, you know no leader of mine no no, I'm not following you know you don't seem to be embodying integrity, authenticity mm-hmm. honesty um, it seems to be the polar opposite of that in many ways um, so we've certainly got a long way before we can suddenly embody um, or have a different system and I wonder whether it, even the systems that are in place, I had a feeling recently that we're kind, mm. of, kind of disconnecting from that system um, like they really felt like a split because it just isn't what's in place now around the world doesn't feel to be serving humanity's best interest, mm-hmm. it's part of the old they're too big as well, it's too big mm-hmm. it's centralised, it's mm-hmm. all about power, it's not all about power and control you know, there's but the teeth does seem to be like that and some people could suggest, you know, what we've seen past over the past couple of years and elements of authoritarian sort of measures in, in places. I know people could agree with them, but maybe it's all happening. Well, I do believe it's all happening how it's supposed to be. And to given us an opportunity now, I think, to feel like, you know, can we move into our own sovereignty? Mm. What feels like freedom to us? Mm. Like, I like to feel like I follow a bit of a principle of do no harm. You know, if I'm going about my life and I'm doing no harm to others, and I'm just, you know, do we need, sometimes it feels like there's, there's outside influences sometimes and trying to like, you know, say, don't do this, don't do that. And mm-hmm. you, can, you can end up creating voices in your head. Oh, shouldn't do that, shouldn't that. But I feel like we're moving through a time it's probably what it is to create this new range of us. Yeah, moving into a place where we can um, feel more free, but feel like you know we can go about it and be our better versions of ourselves. So when we're better versions of ourselves, we're not going to do the old stuff. We're not going to do destructive stuff. We're not going to hurt, hurt mm. others. So maybe we don't. Those systems will not be necessary anymore. Yeah,
1: I think that's a really good point. Really well said. Again, I feel. Um, I feel like we'll get to a tipping point. I really do. I feel like that's coming, um, because you you've said it. Perfectly, Rob. It it it's um, when you get to a certain level of vibration, if you like, a certain place in yourself, however we want to word it. It becomes impossible to do those things. It just doesn't resonate. It's it's against our nature. That's the truth. When we harm others, when we judge others, when we um, when we're harsh, when we criticize, when we control, it's all against our nature, and it's all coming from fear, it's all coming from the. Are in a pain, and we kind of project that out. That's you know, as, as uh, many of the teachings say, you know, we, we put it out onto, and again, unconsciously, we can put it onto our children, we can put it onto our spouses, partners, on anyone in our in our lives, and um, of course, a lot of the world is set up on division and difference, you know. So it's it's uh, um, that's that's uh, another trap that we've fallen into, and we you know the, the, the ego loves to create an enemy. So, so really, the, the 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 system is laced with everything that you've said. I mean, the politicians, um, the 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 system doesn't permit them, um, or the system feeds the the um, disingenuous. Uh, it's really about self-agenda. It's about power. It's about ambition, and and in order to reach that, the, there's obviously a lot of um, very questionable. Acts and and pathways and what have you to achieve that, and um, uh, at what cost? And and uh, is my it would be my question. And uh, and again, but it's it, the way I look at it is everyone's fighting a hard battle, and I keep coming back to that if I if I start to struggle because if I judge the politician, then I'm I've, it's the same politician coming out of me really it's mm. just it's the same division it's the same and actually it feeds the energy it doesn't because every single thought we have every single action we take every single word we say feeds mass consciousness because there's energy in all of them and so that energy feeds so um, if I start to judge and make the politician wrong unconsciously I'm making the politician the enemy there's there's the battle there's the division and I'm part of it I'm half of that and that, that does still happen. I don't I'm not sitting here saying I don't, George, I have to am working with awareness to watch for that. And then I then I remind myself that everyone is, is fighting a hard battle and, and the, the system the system doesn't uh, doesn't cater for freedom so much. It's it's set up a certain way. So and finally the the other thing I wanted to say on that is 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 freed, freedom is within. We are already free. Within it's, it's like you said, you put it really well uh, for what it's worth. I, I feel like um, we've had that many shoulds and should nots. And, you know, this this is the very conditioning that we're, we're waking up to, that actually it's people from the outside, as you said, that have told us how to be, how to look, how to behave, what's good, what's bad. And remember, there's ways like, um, you know, you'll be ostracized from the tribe. That that, that subtle energy is still there. That message is, is there in a lot of these... Uh, in a lot of the ways we're parented and schooled and stuff, if you don't if you don't get good grades, you won't be a, a successful member of society. You know, there's so much of it is is, is con- about control. And the more we wake up to the fact that I've been listening to these voices, I've been listening to these messages, and that's okay. I had no choice. I was a child. And yet, what what needs to come from within? Where, where do I feel? How do I feel that I'm to be? And the more we work with awareness, the more that's that natural self, that true self starts to emanate.
0: Yeah, outwards. When you're talking about the politicians and stuff, um, it reminds me of um, Gabor Maté and how he talks about, you know, these are the leaders that we have. You know, most of them have just been like traumatic children as well. Mm. And they've got, and if we can see them in the light that they were children at one point and they had the same. Um, Issues or whatever environment they were brought into, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't, um we can't, should, shouldn't, should condone their actions. No, absolutely. But to be able to recognise in them that you know they've had, you know, a lot of their challenges. But the issue, they're part of the issues I hear about this thing once that um, unfortunately some of the leaders are almost some of them have got like psychopathic tendencies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm because the, the reason someone would work or go so hard to get to that position is because of all the stuff that's been going on for them and yeah. the challenges and it's like to, to get to that position. Um, but yeah, it's true. They do have, I think Gabor Maté talked about Trump and Boris Johnson and all of them and saying talking about their past and how they are. It's no surprise. But can we move to a position where, like I think about it now, the people that I more respect now would be, say, like sort of Gabon Maté, other people that I would listen to certain podcasters and other mm-hmm. ones. And I listen and follow their teachings and wisdom mm-hmm. more than if I was to turn the news and listen to what Boris is going to say on a mm-hmm. Monday at five o'clock to the nation. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't even tune into that I mean, because I, I just feel like that is not serving my interest. And it feels like it's, lit, it's tainted with fear mm-hmm. and, um, and doomsday scenarios all the mm-hmm. time were, I feel like if I've tuned into the other stuff, what you're talking about, people, mm-hmm. I'll tune into people who were um, spiritual teachers or just people who are what feel to be great examples of living the best life, mm-hmm. being authentic, being truthful, being mm-hmm. open and honest about the challenges that they've had, but showing how they're coming through them and looking at, you know, you're looking at the vibrating with health as well. Of course, I'm going to listen to them people. Yeah. Marvel them. Boris Johnson or whoever and I think so it feels that's what I was saying about, about the splitting and the splitting is coming from and what I love about these people that I'm tuning into and probably lots of people do, podcasters or you know, other people, is it's it's very much a from the ground up movement. These are individuals, it's not organisations, it's not big hierarchical structures, it's individuals making these difference and it makes and the thing for me that's inspiring is thinking well if they can do it I can do it yeah
1: exactly
0: like I remember when I started this podcast all I needed was a decent microphone Mm. I had a computer we've all got computers Mm -hmm. you know Um, all I needed was a decent microphone and I if I feel like I've got something to say I can say it in the past I would have had to go through media school and I'd try and get into broadcasting Mm. to get into radio or TV to someone I had to ask someone or someone else had to make Decide that for me in some ways, mm. but now it's like now when I think I'm seeing it with a lot of the children and people coming up, they can just start Etsy stores or they can do whatever they want. They can do bakes that bake their own stuff and do farms markets. You know, there's so much opportunity to to do. It. I've kind of gone off on a bit of a tandem there, but I don't think you have. It's I often the case.
1: It's, the barriers are starting to dissolve, aren't they? Some of the barriers, obviously, many are still very much in place. Mm. Um, and, and it is, uh, let's say, as it, it is, the system is about control. There's no getting away from that. So, um, and again, it's not to, the more I make the system wrong and blame, then, then I'm feeding it, and that can rise up in me don't get, about anything. Again, it's like I think some of the the barriers are, are dissolving, creating opportunity for for people start to realise a sense of freedom in themselves, and the more we realise it, the more then we're intuitively going to want to seek more of that so we start and the only place at some point we get the message or the sense in life that that everything is is within so it's you know, that that inner freedom is is, is a, who you really are can't be not free who you really are is freedom and can't be controlled so and that's what the coming back to the sovereignty you talked about before for me that's what that is about i can only influence me I can try and persuade you I can try and control you chances are both are going to fail unless maybe the persuasion is for your highest good and it's coming from my heart and I'm just trying to help you see for instance if you were down on yourself that that sort of persuasion is really healthy but if it's to my own ends if I'm trying to do it for my, my own ends and my agenda chances are it might work for a while but ultimately it will fall flat on its face and I feel like that's what's starting to happen more and more in in the world, a lot of as we've seen, so much has gone on behind the scenes is being revealed and, and each time that happens there's an awakening um, and I feel like with, with the politicians, it's it's for me, it's um, and with everyone in life it's to see, even if I don't manage it in that moment, is that whenever people are controlling or um, uh cruel to others or, or whatever it might be, maybe they are a they do seem appear like a psychopath or whatever other label we would use, it's all coming from pain. However successful their lives seem to seem to be, it's all coming from pain. And if I then judge that, if I then make them wrong, if I make them the enemy, that's coming from my pain. And technically that's where the 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 trump or the Johnson is coming out of, you know my version of it yeah. it might be less extreme in that example or it might not you know it's the, the the point is we've all got the capacity egoically we're all we've all got in a disturbance inner pain from the conditioning we've been talking about we've all grown up in it and so to me that's that it's to become aware of that the part of me that wants to judge the part of the energy in me that really wants to that is maybe I'm angry to be with that anger because if someone cuts you up on the road and you feel rage, let's say hypothetically that rage was already in you they've just triggered it and so life is a series of triggers, that's why it's such a gift so egoically our mind wants to say they're this, they're that how can they, whatever it might want to say and and it's because the ego thrives on judgement, it thrives on conflict so it grows and that's why we naturally feel I'm going to judge it feels better because it's thriving but actually what it's doing is deepening our own pain within because it's against our nature, our our true nature is to be lovingly accepting now, doesn't mean we don't hold our boundaries doesn't mean like you say we condone bad behaviour and yet that's where we really start to stand in our power because we the more we come from that compassionate self the more Oh, the more powerful we become. It's as simple as that. Just yeah. imme- it's immense, the power that we have inside. And it is a completely different power to the one we've become conditioned to thinking is power. It's yeah. yeah. a wholly different story, as we know.
0: Indeed, beautifully said. And so in many ways, when we're seeing these people, or what's going on, with, we sh- can we just say thank you to it then? Yeah, why not? And say, thank you for showing for helping to release this collectively or yeah. even show me what's out of alignment yeah, absolutely. that I need to show because if I'm watching something and like I say I know I, I, I drift in and out and sometimes I, I've got a bit frustrated with things maybe what I'm seeing in the past I've kind of not felt like I've not let it touch me but I think because things have become so in our faces at times, I've like, I have like, it has triggered stuff in me, mm-hmm. um, and it's me catching myself after and going, I got triggered then. Me too. I got triggered, but the person next to me didn't get triggered, so that's showing that it's my trigger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone else could blow the top off at that, and I, yeah. um. So yeah it's just seeing it all as the lessons all the, all as part of the growth isn't it yeah um and i think when i was when i started i don't know sometimes i use the term
1: awakening and do,
0: sometimes i don't really like i don't really like it because i think this it's tinged with the ego as well i
1: awakened mm, exactly uh, i'm more woke i'm woke yeah because <laughs> i think that's really interesting um i'm with you that uh, this whole i'm more woke i'm an awakened one um if you look at, at spirituality there's... The spirit ego of course has infiltrated it like it will everything and it's, it just becomes and this is a challenge for us all me included very much is to watch for the ego who suddenly is a spiritual person and you know and and it's just it's just using different labels to, to for the same just a different image really but it's still an image um i think that's i think that's something that it's a really profound um, responsibility and again a challenge we all have to go through is to is to keep Witnessing where we're falling into the trap of um thinking we we're, we're more special or more superior or more awoke or it's it's just the same same games and perhaps coming back to what we were saying the politicians as well is like um, it's the if everything's if everything if I judge anything about someone so I make someone the enemy or or I control someone or I'm unskillful in some way, all of that's coming from pain. And that's a a sign for you to um, look within. It's a sign for me to go within and look, where, where's that coming from and be with that. So I do a lot of breath work, that, that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, that really is something else. To, to, it's an amazing journey.
0: So, in terms of um, your soul readings, I had a look at some of the testimonials of um, people that have um, had sessions with you, and some of them saying, like, this had such clarity, mm-hmm. and how it was almost like it felt like number of years of therapy all wrapped up, and it was mm-hmm. all done in, you know, all had such perspective from it for an hour. Can you talk us a little bit about some of the so how the soul readings unfold, and maybe? Is there a bit of a theme that people might come to, or with yeah,
1: you. Of course, yeah. A very, very humbling uh, comments that, that that you know that that you've described. You know, when it, because it again, I really important aspect of of doing this work is to to recognise that that whilst there's some Steve in it, my energies in it. As I said earlier, it truly is about some some uh, about the higher energies coming through. So <clears throat> that that client is. Is very much served, being served by life is being uh, aided by by these amazing energies that that we we all have around us um and uh so that's the first thing is I, I often say to the client um it's not it's there's healing energy transmitted throughout but it, it doesn't come from me certainly and it's it doesn't really come through me it comes through us so just like in this exchange rob we're creating like if you like the The plus plus and minus of a battery so there's this energy flow um cycling really and that that's what happens in the in the soul readings and i then bring in the guidance and the calling the the healing energies and and it's very much a two-way process so so because again it's it's not a it's about it's about the client being engaged so they can express whatever they feel they need to express they need help with they want to say because sometimes they'll get a bit of guidance and then they'll say oh this is making me think of this or and and so there's a process going on so a lot of it is about me holding space I do talk quite a lot um, because of course I'm the purpose is to bring guidance through but there's a lot of holding space which is about being still and allowing this process for the client to unfold Um, and and then then the realizations are happening and as I said earlier, often it's just, they just need to be aware of something and then the healing starts to unfold because it's something that they've suppressed or they were unaware of, they were just unconscious of. Um, And then typically they'll, they'll, at the start, I invite the client to either share and talk about why they're here and perhaps they have got a life challenge they want to share or a relationship feels like it's breaking down or whatever it might be. and some client, oh, I give them the alternative that I'll just tune in and we just go from there. So it's very much about flowing from that point in that two-way process. And then at some stage, and I would say 90% of them now, I'm I'm guided to either do a journey or another intervention with the client to help them to free um, what it is that's been brought to attention. And going back to the, you, you asked about themes, the, the strongest theme at the minute is ancestral. There's so much... And there's a couple of interventions including journeying that that I facilitate with clients that that helps them to undo that um, that ancestral pattern and again that then ripples back far and wide so that it's such an honor to do the sessions because not only are people you know I'm very grateful that people are finding them as powerful as they are uh, I know somehow that again me and the client you and I we're making a difference just by. Exploring these energies, never mind um, facilitating interventions to help uh, true freedom to start to ripple. You know,
0: it sounds incredible. I'm um,
1: gonna have to book myself on. <laughs> I can't, I can't sell them. <laughs> I really can't. It's like uh, uh, it's great to be able to talk about them, I guess, because it's it's uh, they are just there's something in them that's ordinary. It's just. It's just, it's a, what I do is ordinary, but it, there's, a, there's an extra, or, extraordinaryness, if I can say that word, in it. Mm. Again, because of the energies that come through, it's nothing to do with me, really.
0: That's what sounds beautiful about it, is that you're a channel, in many ways, for that energy, and working in partnership with that, but as you say, you're working in partnership with that, every time someone else comes, a different energy that's yeah. tapping into something else to come through
1: yeah the fingerprint all of them are fingerprint unique so so um yeah exactly that uh, hollow bone is often a teaching that's been given in in some of the spiritual teachings and just that kind of allowing and that's about being me being present and working with prayer to call in the guides and then and being alert to let's keep Steve out of the way you know and, and just mm. allow that I'm in it again, but it's to allow that that energy uh, again through, to come in through us both. It's that. It's that. And there's something then in the in the readings. That's when I I can have awareness that for the, you know the interconnectedness between us all. Because again, it's, it's it just wouldn't it, they wouldn't work otherwise. It just you know, without sounding too spiritual, happy, clappy. I get a, I get a sense of the oneness, and that's just. And so each reading I do is somehow very nurturing for me, um, often healing for me too. Absolutely. And as you probably know, Rob, we attract people in a very similar vibration, and often clients. And I might have five clients with the same challenge, and then I know it's something for me to look at as well. You know, so yeah. I am on the same path as they are. Uh, I, you know, do a lot of self practice, as I've said. I am on the healing journey. No, no different from anyone else, and certainly no better.
0: What i like about that is the it's it's almost having 11 playing field between the teacher and the student in many ways it feel remembering that the teacher is learning just as much from the student and, and vice versa rather than that whole model of you know almost do as i say not yeah. as i do kind
1: yeah, of exactly. thing um, do you know i and that's taught me such a lot obviously um uh it's really lovely to hear you talk about the the kind of dad you are and want to be and all that you quite um Stella's obviously very young and I I, am my kids are are my greatest teachers they they have been and it's a bit of a cliche but they are they they, uh, and including calling me out on things you know there's been times when they've said you know or dad or especially my daughter she'll challenge me and she's helping me to to nurture the mature masculine more and more in myself you know that she's helping me to see some of the patterns that I do think stem from my dad and his dad and so on and um, and they're they're priceless and that's just showing me that you know in in parenting a lot a lot of so-called love in parenting is really about control i don't mean parents don't love their kids of course we do uh, i know there's some tragic examples where they're less able to show it and yet we were controlled as children and that's in our energy again so it, it's like you say it's a I love the word facilitation you know often I'll facilitate with my kids and sometimes I'll I'll slip into control don't get me wrong I'm still healing it but that's when I can see the power of what's unfolding between the three of us because I'm a single dad at the minute you know and we just have a yeah um, they're amazing and again it's they're amazing anyway they don't need me to help them be amazing and yet there is something around allowing and holding an energy and working through challenges together and yeah, there's there's and that I feel is the some of the difference of what's starting to ripple on the planet. We're starting to open to the fact that we have to treat each other differently, because every anything I do to you, Rob, is like a double-edged sword. It cuts us both. Mm-hmm. And even a judgment, they say, is energetically you might not know I'm judging you, but it will affect your energy field, and that will ripple through. That's it. with that sensitive. It's that might not be aware of it all on the surface, and of course that I'm i'm also equally judging myself that's that's the and that's the trick that's the yeah. trick of the ego that's how it thrives so the more i work on myself and 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 really turn that within to to explore radical levels of self-love yeah, that's the, that's the my intention is to really reach levels i wouldn't have imagined possible um and to open to that stillness that i am within that then ripples out in my words and actions and regard for others and again holding compassion. The more I heal in myself, the darkness and I've worked through some difficult stuff then if I see someone else in darkness I'm more likely to get it rather than judge. You know, that's the that's the, that's the the journey really I yes. guess, for yeah.
0: me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I very much begin to... It was around about 10 years ago just hearing that message what you put out is what you get back and um you know and I think well I want to be sending out you know as as, as pure good attentions as I possibly can um and catch myself and I'm, I can't I get that false positivity I can't just always be it but recognize when it actually comes up and go ah yeah actually don't send this out by words now because that'll be you know what you put out you can't take it back once you've said it yeah. or if you do something harmful or whatever it's gone out there but can you catch it in you yeah do whatever you need to do to breathe, come into your body for a moment, allow it just to pass through. And the more I feel like I can do that, the more, um, when that trigger comes up, yeah. it, the charge has been taken off it, bit by bit by bit. Brilliant. And if you can I'm just, and I'm not amazing at it. I, I know. I don't want to. Something I like to talk a lot about being authentic on here. And there's been times just recently where I've been either too felt too tired from being up in the night with the little one, or and you know me and my wife got a very good relationship but there'll be times when you know stuff just comes course, out and yeah. says and you're like oh and then you catch yourself after oh, i can't believe i was acting like that and the mm-hmm. the, the rage or sometimes or the mm-hmm. energy that might come out and but like you said it's you know at the core it's the pain unresolved trauma from other things and i'd like to sort of like maybe move this towards like these we talked about earlier on how it seems much more of a balance of men and women who are looking to do this work now, whether it be from breath work or what, but something that's become extremely popular is like, supplement medicine mm-hmm. and stuff. And again, that seems to have heard some people, there's some someone who set up a, um, a treat centre, I think in Costa Rica, called Rhythmia. Mm-hmm. And the guy who set it up was from LA. And I think he was a stereotypical kind of guy who'd, looked it from the outside, achieved it, developed all this money, you know, fame or whatever. But he there was so um, dead inside from chasing after what we perceive perceived to be success, what is happiness. And we're seeing, you know, you see, say for instance, person who pops into head now, someone like Amy Winehouse, mm. phenomenal talent. Amazing. P- what a voice, you know, had from the outside and people said had everything, mm. you know. But actually at 27, it was just too much for her because of whatever. And it's so common now. So I think the more of us that can realize that, yeah, we should follow our passions um, for sure. But chasing after an idea of success or fame, Mm. thinking that's going to bring it, we only have to see how how destructive it is. But Mm. bringing me back to the pain element is it feels like a lot of people are going on like I myself I spoke about open that I've seen a therapist, I've seen one since about my late twenties, really helped me at that time. But I feel like there's an element now where people there's an acceleration of energy mm. and it doesn't require ten years of sitting face to face next to someone for two hours a week. And why I mentioned that guy from Rhythmia, he supposedly had a ceremony, ayahuasca ceremony, and he went into the ceremony and he tapped into, um, you know, spoke to the mother ayahuasca or however it is after taking, going on the journey yeah. and was speaking with him and they were showing him that his heart was black, mm. that it was almost, and what they did on that ceremony is, it took his heart out, cleaned, was cleaning it, mm. put it back in, but then it went black again. And then he got given a choice saying, do you want a new heart? And to do like, he got given a, what felt like a new heart. And he said, literally, it was like, the way the way he felt the day after, he had cl- felt like he cl- cleared so many decades mm. of abuse and pain and trauma mm. in that one moment. Now, people might listen to that and go, right, great, I'm in, you know? But I think we also have to treat it with a lot of respect yeah. and not go into it. Because I know some friends, I mean, they'll be doing it almost monthly, and I'm, there's an element of me thinking, whoa, you need some integration time, Mm. you know, can we, you know, Mm. what what are your thoughts on, um, like, the plant medicine?
1: Yeah, I think, I think, I think you're right, there's an acceleration for sure, and an expansion, and again, it comes back to what we're saying about, you know, everything we do influences mass consciousness, so what's, there's there's an amazing evolution in in therapeutic uh, and healing practices. And that includes all aspects, including plant medicine and non-plant medicines. So like you said, you've mentioned breath work. Uh, I also do a lot of breath work. And you talked about just before. You talked about that. You know, some even even with your wife. The, you know, the rage can, can come up in a disagreement. And again, another of our greatest teachers are intimate relationships, <laughs> because guaranteed they're bringing stuff up more than anything else. One hundred percent. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe your kids can can, uh, can uh, equal that at times yeah. uh, but, and yet again everything's a trigger so it's, it's a gift for us to look at so I, I feel like um, the practices going on around breath work um, around uh, sound healing is amazing because of the vibration and once upon a time I would have thought sound healing was a lot of nonsense there was a time when I would have thought all of this was a lot of nonsense um, and yet I uh, having experienced sound healing, the, the vibration is, there's something immensely beautiful about what happens at an energetic level, a, a physical level, an emotional level. Um, and then if we if we think that everything in the universe is sound, because everything's in the universe is vibration, whether we hear it or not, everything is making a sound, they say. Um, and if that's the case, then that means that applies to our bodies. You know, everything we're only here because of vibration, we're only sat at this table because of vibration, otherwise we wouldn't be solid and we wouldn't be here, you know, it couldn't happen. And so by using vibration there's a beautiful, by using sound healing with intention, there's a beautiful opportunity there and and that's rippling out so much. And then in terms of the plant medicine, a lot of these sacred practices have been uh, been utilised uh, by the tribes, the indigenous tribes for for thousands of years for a long 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 time they go back through the lineage um and there's no question that that mother nature and i do feel this in all aspects coming back to like you know what what we eat what we put in our bodies um everything's about vibration is it in alignment with you and it or is it not is it helpful to you is it not and generally we'll know the answer to that by the experience or the after feeling. So coming back to food, staying with food. If I feel really depleted after that or whatever, difficult stomach the next day, whatever, perhaps that's not right for me. Um, and the more we we purify uh, the foods we put in our bodies, the more that also has a very significant impact on you, your healing, your mental health, everything else. And the the plant medicines themselves, um, when done ceremoniously, and and I I totally resonate with that. By the way, I think with any healing practice, there there should be some process time. Uh, it's really significant uh, for, to allow things to fully un, unravel, unfold, um, and uh, the plant medicines are are opening people up to. Uh, the sacredness of life and the sacredness of themselves and of course in some cases as you've shared with your example the harm that's being done internally that we're perhaps not aware of so totally agree like with anything there's a bit of an explosion happening there's people doing it a lot and what have you Um, and yeah i feel it's really important to um to seek out a very experienced um Ceremonial facilitator uh, to to uh, to explore those, but they 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 are. It seems to me they are definitely part of the solution. They're not for everyone, but they're definitely part of the solution of this bringing in this new earth and helping this uh, this healing wave to truly um, gather more momentum.
0: Yeah, and there's another side in terms of people that might not feel like you know going working journey and with uh, a shame into these things but there's other stuff that's becoming i think it's maps in america looking at likes of mdma therapy and mm-hmm. ketamine therapy mm-hmm. these working being guided almost by a therapist um which might feel a bit more in the traditional um setting not mm-hmm. so traditional but yeah i know what you mean though. um and those are showing great opportunities yeah. for for, for healing as well to to yeah. release stuff and I think it's really important for me like I have um, I've got some experience with this personally myself and it feels like it's so important to actually that's why not only is it you need someone to guide you with it you then need follow up you need yeah. support after it because often when you can trigger for me anyway mm. triggered something as a release that isn't just you know oh great it's gone. Yeah it can be but there's a time of it and uh, you know it could take some stuff it can take weeks or for yeah. me months year yeah, you know, to, yeah. to finally like whoa yeah
1: uh, a lot of healing interventions or a healing crisis or a seeming breakthrough can just can simply be a bit of a plug being pulled so then a process that needs to happen for that to that healing to fully integrate and realise can take long a long time and of course um, if it means facing some difficult aspects of ourselves that we weren't aware of maybe some memories or or just a just a just an emotion that just keeps coming up to come to clear uh that can be tricky and that's where yeah it's it's definitely uh it's definitely you know really healthy to to seek support for sure um and and again seek out experienced people who um, are very skilled at that. It's, re- it's really important. Um, yeah, so I, I think it, I think it's it's amazing, really, um, uh, the opportunity that we have, the different avenues we have to to seek. And I, to me, I always I always follow my heart. If something's right for me, I'll i feel it. Um, and that's really really led me, um, helped me to to become, I guess, more aligned to what I get is my true path and as a result there's been for myself some uh, you know incredible breakthroughs along the way and s- still lots of waking up to do lots of healing that's ongoing and yet yeah there's a there's a very different man it'll be the same for you I'm sure Rob a very different man sat opposite you now than we would have had ten years ago you know yeah. and some of that's obvious there's been ten years of life and all the things we, we face and yet there's, there is something about uh, there's a for me, it's an undoing, and the plant medicine absolutely helps to facilitate that. Uh, the the other energy practices absolutely facilitate, help to facilitate that too. You know, they, equally, I would suggest when they're done well and they're, uh, the the right intentions there, and also it, a lot of it's about the openness of the of the individual, how open we are to mm. to shift and change, um, and that's about surrender and trust.
0: Yeah. Say, yeah beautiful yeah it's like that i often feel like when you're saying about that but you know go back 10 years ago the person you were then it gives me so much excitement as well to think wow mm-hmm. there's so much more to come that doesn't mean i shouldn't be in this moment to enjoy this moment because but it's such an exciting path and when you realize like you were saying you shared that really um like uh, open story about when you had that voice you were having mm-hmm. an attack and if you hadn't got, you know, to have to go through them experiences but to know that there's support there with us all the time yeah. and this life you know, we talk about energy before and vibration it's not just, we got sat by a table now, you could come in, you know just this 3D world, that's all there is, Newtonian physics or uh, Darwinism you know, mm-hmm. survival of the fittest and all that element which is but when you actually go beyond that and think actually how fantastic life truly is, yeah. I like have had some amazing synchronicities of stuff, and it's just left no question in my mind that things are so much more fantastic than we could possibly yeah.
1: believe. Yeah, me
0: too. And I'm like, I'm like, this life is magic, mm. absolute magic. Yeah. And we've got. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> And I'm thank I'm like, thank God this happened to me when I was like in my thirties. I'm like, I'm like great I'm like brilliant. But don't get me wrong, there's been some there's you use, I love that analogy of pulling the plug. Yeah. And sometimes you've got to be careful what plug you're pulling because you gotta be ready for that release yeah. as, as well.
1: Um Albeit so, I do think sorry to cut in, I yeah. do think life life won't Allow you to pull the plug unless you're ready. Yeah, and it I not show its face. On absolutely. And, and also, I go by the teaching which came as guidance years ago that you're never given more than you can handle, ever. Now, I might not always feel that in the moment if I've got real stuff coming up, and yet I remind myself of that and something softens, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, I didn't, sorry, I didn't mean to cut in. But I, I, no, it's magical beyond the fact that You and I are sat here with the technology with the energy in a safe space um, with a roof over our heads although we perhaps don't need it so much today but you know that to be able to have this this quiet this privacy both that here healthy seemingly healthy you know um, we have the energy from from the food all of which comes from mother earth and the water we drink you know just those basics that we we take for granted and yet also to be able to have and let's 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 also recognise, you know, that there's some awareness at this table to be able to have this, to be able to explore these, these topics and have share our realisations. That's also something to be truly grateful for, that we're, we're, we're opening, you know, not just yourself and I, you know, society and humanity is opening to some of the deeper teachings of life, that there is an energy around you and, and life's got your back. And if, if I fall flat on my face, it's because either something wasn't right for me or I need that lesson for my growth. And it's not easy. And yet, the more I open to that, as I breathe through the pain or the difficulty or the loss or whatever it might be, uh, something in me is enriched in that experience and something in me is aware of that. And I, that awareness seems to deepen more and more as we go. And that's when life becomes truly magic. That's when... but we. Ever becomes magic it is that's when we become aware of that and I guess to be there and to to have an awareness of that magic at all times in every moment is is a place perhaps that we're we're heading to you know
0: I feel like that's a perfect time to to wrap up our mm-hmm. our conversations Great. today Great. so Steve if someone is listening to this and they're thinking I'm extremely intrigued about Steve Carter and what he's doing, <laughs> right. how, how can they find out about you? How can they potentially look at what your offerings are, potentially yeah. get in touch to do a session with you? Yeah,
1: uh, easiest way is, is the, I have a website, it's a deeper-self.com. So I called it Deeper Self, uh, I guess for obvious reasons. And deeper-self.com is the is the website and my number's on there as well. So so yeah, they can, they can send me an inquiry or whatever. Um, or get in touch in any in any way, shape, or form. be lovely to hear.
0: I'll include the links to that anyway in the show notes and stuff oh, for the okay. episode, so people yeah. will be able to connect. <laughs> yeah, um, of course. But yeah, I, pre- I appreciate the our conversation. It's been, you know, that is an hour and a half, pretty much. That's just sit by. And I always love these conversations, and that when I'm in the moment and enjoying it. And besides, me feeling like I need the toilet now, <laughs> that, I'm, I'm like, um, it's like it just sips by. And yeah. it's a pleasure, and for me to be able to have, the, like you said, like how that element of being grateful for what we have, the, the having a conversation with someone, it can, it can be an everyday thing. But mm-hmm. like, like that's where the richness comes from. Yeah. You know, that's it's not the new car, it's not the latest iPhone, it's not the fancy holidays. And you think about how much effort and energy you have to put in to get those things, mm-hmm. when actually the true stuff, the best stuff, can be free. Yeah. And like you were talking about freedom before about us actually the freedoms with us already we don't have to go looking for it mm-hmm. but we just have to let go of what no longer serves us mm-hmm. to them to, to choose to go in a different path and that path can not be an expensive path or cost us too much but mm-hmm. we can have time like I think about time it's so like having so like this is a Friday morning afternoon time mm-hmm. you know it's nice for me to, to just come and do this on a Friday when what a in, gift. in the past, yeah. I might have been and fro to work at an office, working. It's like, wow, this is a this is like I feel like can feel like I'm winning at life.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing, and and I, I couldn't agree more. What a gift, and um, and also the most amazing thing, really, for me, or the, the most amazing channel, if you like, to experience that richness of life is connection. So this morning, as we did when we first met on, on the phone we connected you know it's that that's the richness for me that everything then seems to ripple out from you know so yeah um absolute pleasure to to uh to have have you here today and for, and, and thank you for this opportunity to chat
0: there is today's episode all wrapped up with steve carter if you want to check Steve out, you can go onto his website, which is deeper-self.com and you can check out everything that he's got to offer. I, for one, I'm sure that I will be um, having a session with Steve. Um, he couldn't quite he didn't really get that in, in the end of it, but we kind of did a bit of a drumming session together. And um, I fully uh, just like loved it. And he was like, you know, take this drum home with you and borrow it and take it. And I'm like, are you sure? It's like this amazing drum, which has been hand painted. And um, I've been using it at home. It's been really good in the morning. When I'm up with Stella, we have a little bit of a drumming session the two of us and she kind of lights up and she's kind of getting used to it i've got a feeling Stella, she's going to be doing something musical in her life so i'm going going to kind of give her the opportunity to play about with all sorts of stuff she's got a little tambourine and we've got a healing bowls around and she loves the wind chimes in the house so and a drum has been a nice addition, so I appreciate you lending me this, Steve. And I'm sure I'll give it you back soon. Um, okay, so if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. You never know. You know, sometimes when I'm listening to something, a little like a little thing will just pop off in my head. I think you know what? I think this this episode will be good for this person, and I'll send it on to them not just what I actually do as well because I do that as well sometimes I, I've done an interview with someone I go you know what I think this would be really good for this person but even when I listen to other podcasts or interviews I will often I think you know what I'm just going going to share that you know just say you know maybe you're open to this so if you think someone might be interested in this or might be think that having a session with Steve or just listening to the story in the conversation could be helpful um anyway you can also subscribe to my Patreon page, and um, like I said, for as little as the price of a cup of coffee each month, you can support me and what I'm doing to continue to put out good episodes with good people. Um, so I'm going to leave it there today. And rather than playing out with the usual theme music that I've got for the podcast, I'm going to leave it with um, a little session of Steve just doing a bit of a bit of drumming to to round it off. So it seems like a nice way to bring this episode to a close. Well, anyway, until next time, have a good one. Thank you.